Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Rocky and Rel Show. Today we got David Wesley popping back up for another special appearance. In addition to the Miss Erin Hardigan, welcome to the show, you guys. And welcome back. <laughs> welcome I, back, I, y'all. Nice I, to see y'all. I, you know me, I jumped at the opportunity to uh, ride on David's coattails here. So I appreciate you having me. <laughs> love it. Love well, it. we appreciate you being able to be available and, and both of you guys being available. I know y'all got a busy schedule with the game coming up tonight. Yeah. Um, so uh, shout out to the team. Shout out to uh, Bally Sports for, um, you know, putting together this uh, awesome pregame. We're going to get to see y'all in later on. Yeah. So for the people who listening, uh, this will be dropping today. Y'all want y'all to go tune into that pregame show. So y'all can find out exactly the, the outs and the ends on the team before the game and then tune in after the game so you can find out what happened and what went wrong with David Wesley and Aaron Harding. You know what went wrong tonight. It's going to be what know, went right. Y'all know David's going to shoot it to you straight. He's not going to eat it. That's right. And that's what I love about him. We're going to get the full deal with y'all tonight. So um, I just want to put the world on to, to who Aaron is right quick. So like I said, with, with David. I did a little bit of study on you, so uh, I tried to get some of my facts together. So you was born in Omaha, Nebraska. Whoa! You know, going to your year. On a bed um, of corn, yes. No. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. And uh, you've been a host for... <laughs> you've been I a host for... Corn, I get all the corn jokes, so I just go with it. I go with it now. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Well, see, I was I was going to be nice, and I was going to say Omaha States. <laughs> see, you know. Hey, I, I wasn't even going to go one. with the corn. I was going to go with the, the steaks. Have you, have you, you know, had one? Steaks. Have, you ha- have you had one? Yeah, I love them. Oh, there you <laughs> go. And you know as well as anyone, Offutt Air Force Base is a major base there, right? I don't know if you've mm-hmm, right? up there. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you got your hands on a steak. Get a Runza while you're at it. But yeah, I just go with the corn jokes at this don't point. You, like, don't you also have the racers or something? Or y'all used to have the racers? <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 hey, Rocky, not to not to uh, derail this thing, which I'm really good at. <laughs> you know, you know, back in the day, I grew up going to Omaha Racers games, which was it was like the ABA, right, David? CBA. CBA. It was a CBA. Okay. Okay. And uh, little did I know that I'm like my dad would get like you know company seats or whatever you know we always had to mooch so like you know like my dad my dad got like company seats and we'd be at the games watching like timmy legler and those guys little did i know that i was watching my future analyst in action david wesley would visit some of those racers games i think i watched him as a child which is which i'm sure makes <laughs> wow him, which i'm sure which i'm sure makes him feel very young right now yeah. <laughs> but it gets yeah. legs a few times <laughs> Well, well. Uh, so, so you're currently been hosting uh, on Fox Sports since 2013. Um, this is my. I'm in my ninth season. So, the 2013-2014 season was my first. And David, I want to say that was a year after you guys had started when they were the Hornets. Then. Yeah, I was. I started in 12. Right. And maybe I want to say they became the Pelicans that following year. And then 2013. I- yeah, so I so see I never had the issue of like I remember like David and Joe, it was kind of that transition of like oh shoot they're not the Hornets anymore they're the, you know like the yeah. transition it took a uh-huh. while to get used to but that was my first year so um, yeah it was Anthony Davis's second year in the league which is hard to believe yeah, I know I know right some well, good some, <laughs> some good years then some good years then 
So uh, you, you also do Big 12 and Texas Rangers games? Yes. Yes. So, so, so I, 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 I know a few of our Pelicans fans are Rangers fans. I heard from <laughs> some of the group chats that I'm in. So um, Wait, are they some out, of them do. I'm, I'm curious to know people in New Orleans, like without a, a major league team, who is who? Who are the go-to teams in New Orleans? So from my from my point of view, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. No. Now, um, uh, I can't rock with the rest of them teams to the left and right of me. Uh, they, <laughs> they ops when we playing basketball and football. So I can't have me a baseball team from them, them states. <laughs> I used to be but, a Braves uh, fan for no reason. Like no real reason I was a Braves fan for a really long time. I can't even say the last time I watched Braves play. They were good. <laughs> They were a fun game to watch. I like they just won the World Series. Like, yeah, you know. I was gonna say they won last season. Uh, yeah, so, so from from my polls, Juju wherever she roots. <laughs> I like having you on my side in this playoff run. I'm trying. <laughs> um, but so um, you have a lot of the people in in the group chats that I talk to who are Pelicans fans and Saints fans. They swing Rangers in the lower part in some portions of new orleans and braves in the other i don't know how that goes <laughs> but that's the breakup on on the baseball line so um but yeah i just want to give um you know everybody a little bit of a heads up on who aaron hardigan really is um you got your uh broadcast degree at what is said uh university of golly what that was west texas west, west texas west texas yeah. it's funny because i get i get like oh texas it's such west texas a and m though right w or yeah. is it west texas a and m we are the division okay. two of a and m so got, got you imagine when i when i when i met my husband who whose entire family graduated from ut they were like oh good. yeah oh. hold up we're not the aggies we're better <laughs> we're lady buffs and we're like your hook them but we could we throw almost yeah almost almost there it's the thumb and the pinky is the buffs up. Yeah. So it's like hook them, but it's with the thumb. So, you know. Um, a lot of sign language. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys got an ongoing rivalry with the teams when they go down all the way through from college all the way up. We need a Pelican sign. Not, again, me derailing things. David, did I not mention you the other night? I was like, what's our Pelican sign? Like, do we uh, need to take this? <laughs> what's the sign language for the P? He's always making stuff up. I swear to I mean, God. <laughs> So uh, oh, you guys been doing the broadcast together for how many years now? None. Well, so, so, so yeah, well, my first right? seven years, my first seven years was at the desk. Mm -hmm. with our last three, we've been together. So okay. we've, we've, but also did pre and post game when AD was, so me and AD basically flip flop. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I did some pregame when AD was in pre and post. Now he does pregame when I'm now that I'm in pre and post. So mm -hmm. nine years ish, three years in the studio together. Been great watching y'all, all of them. I, I love <laughs> it. You know, I tell y'all that all the time. Um, it's it's fantastic. Um, we're gonna put this message out to Bally Sports because we know they're gonna be listening. We need that white set up, put back out there. We need that like <laughs> yesterday. That was grown and, and and sexy, and it was nice to see a different setup. In, in the basketball arena because it's too serious. We need yeah. something chilled and relaxed so so that people who aren't the 80s babies like us can come into the to the to the <laughs> to the to the, uh, the, the program and enjoy it. 
because right. the younger demographic want to see something fresh and vibrant. Mm -hmm. So we need that Bally Sports, get that white set back up. They're gonna they're not gonna step on the carpet and then it won't get no wine on it. Hey, David's gonna be drinking you hey, listen, water. Did David Wesley not look like he needed a cigar and a well he was about to take his shoes off? Take to to tequila, I'd have been great. Yeah, you know, just without the tequila, a little bottle of uh, uh so get, get you some uh uh water. Yeah, and, and if I'm recommending water, yeah. Fiji would be the best. I know we you like no, that. We ain't got no perfect. sponsors. I, but, I, I but love the way you think, Rocky. Water instead of tequila. Yes, indeed. Oh my goodness, I can tell at the rate this is going, we're gonna have like four <laughs> episodes. It's gonna be four episodes. With so David let's Wesley get into it. Let's get into it. Oh, well, so, hey, but I do appreciate that, Rocky, because David and I wanted to, we. Well, you can thank D Dub here for for suggesting like why not try something different. We mm -hmm. did, and we got a lot of positive feedback. So again, yeah, yeah. you never know. And and, and look, different is good. Yeah. People don't realize that when you have something different, you have something authentic and unique. You don't see anybody sitting on white nothings right. in in the sports you know arena. Mm -hmm. You see everybody behind a big fluffy desk, you know, in in the comfortable. Uh, computer chair, that's what I call it, you know, <laughs> talking basketball. But if you can get a, an environment that is fresh and new, it makes other people want to see it because it's something new to them. And we all love something new. You know, that's why we're here right now, because people that's wanted something new. So yeah, um, appreciate me. I, I'm happy to be here, man. <laughs> and we really appreciate y'all for having uh, uh, the time putting that time aside because I know y'all got busy schedules um to, to come in and, and kick it with us for a little while so uh we're gonna get into these uh these few questions but before we get into these questions we want to talk basketball because I know we talk basketball with David so we got a team right now currently tied two and two with the Phoenix Suns a lot of people didn't see us being here in fact many of I think probably 20 out of the list of people that I read who picked the Pickums <laughs> for the playoffs say we were going to get swept. I didn't, out of 22, it was 0 and 22. Mm -hmm. All 22 of them picked a four game sweep. So here we are, two games up, tied in this series. Did you guys expect us to be here right now? Hey, David, before you answer that, can I throw something out? Uh, <laughs> Brooklyn Nets were also the preseason title favorite. Where are they Ooh. now? At the house, I think they went fishing this morning, Aaron. To be I honest, I think they went got on that got on that luxury boat and went so fishing. It's like, it's like David reminds me: the only thing we know about the playoffs is that we really don't know how it's yeah. going, right? Yeah, right. So, so going into the series, I even with Booker, I said there wasn't a team in this league that would beat the Pelicans four straight. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Pelicans are a sweet team. Uh, they have too much grit. They have too much fight. Mm -hmm. um, but I did think it would probably go in five with a healthy Booker. Um, when Booker went down in game two, that changes the whole landscape for me. And mm -hmm. now I say the Pelicans can win in seven. The issue with trying to win in seven is they're going to have to win two games in a row. Yeah. And they're going to have to win on, on uh, Phoenix's court. So high, high, high bar but I believe this team is capable. And when they play together and with pace and play their style of basketball, flying around, getting deflections, I think they're capable of winning the series. Can they put it together for the next three games? We'll see. 
I like how you think, man. I tell you that all the time. I like how you think. <laughs> now you say it in seven and I say it in six. Now somebody gonna probably come at me watching this episode if it ain't wrapped up in six. But if not, you heard what David said. He said hey, in seven. Hey, so Roger, I, mean, me, I still got Roger, one left. Rocky, let me let me say this about, let me say this about, and you'll hear AD say this, and it's 100 percent true. All the stats and predictions, all that goes at when you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Injuries mm -hmm. happen, guys play out of their mind, whatever the case, some guys like a Durant don't play to a level you think they're going to play. So anything could happen, but it would take them to win in six. They would have to win three in a row. Yeah. And Phoenix has not lost three in a row this year. <laughs> it's always the first. <laughs> you can throw all that out the window, but I'm just saying Hold on, hold on, hold on. Audio, am I getting an audio distortion here? Uh, yeah. sorry, sorry to interrupt the regularly scheduled program to also remind you, Brandon Ingram has never in his career had three straight 30-point performances, Ooh. and yet here we are. So again, Ooh, nice that. We, like, we, we, like, we, anything can happen, like David said. In fact, going back to my Nets being the quote-unquote preseason title favorite, I think Ernie Johnson brought this up last night. Um, there was a preseason poll released um, back in September among all of the NBA general managers, right? Mm -hmm. The top two preseason title favorites were Brooklyn the and the Los Angeles Lakers. Yep. Right. One didn't even see the playoffs. Mm. The bounced in the first round. In fact, swept. I think it was like <laughs> the first time KD's ever been swept in his career. Maybe. I'd have to fact check that. Yikes. Um, but I just think it's like David said, here the Suns are. They worked all regular season to host the best record in the NBA. Yay. You know, good for them. Let's uh, that goes right out the window once the once the playoffs start, especially when Devin Booker goes down. It's like mm -hmm. everything we've worked for already. I mean, because you don't know, you don't know when where if an injury is looming. I mean, you just so I just think I think the best way to describe this series is that in the in the best of three that sits ahead of us. Pelican's looking to Jose Alvarado this thing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I love the way you're thinking. Little, I'm referring to that little swipe on the future Hall of Famer. Yeah. We're trying to Jose Alvarado this thing at this point, right? For sure. What and, do we have to he lose? was very disruptive. He was very disruptive in that last game. Um, look, shout out to Jose Alvarado. We talked about him in, a, in the last uh, uh, interview with David Wesley being um, one of the um, undrafted rookies um, coming into the league. Look, you can't measure talent. That's what you said, right? Uh, uh, you can't measure measure heart. Yeah. You can't, can't measure heart. And and Jose has been known to show heart. Mm -hmm. And 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 he ain't backing down. Like he said, he want all the smoke. And and look, he shows up to get it too. <laughs> so um, I'm expecting tonight um, for it to be a, a, a raucous crowd, just like it was at the house for us. Um, I'm expecting um, them to throw a lot at Jose tonight. Um, bigger bodies, more more picks. Um, mm -hmm. Try to get him off of his uh, his game. Uh, try to try to knock him down, beat him up a little bit. Um, but but I think I think they really underestimating the heart of Jose. So so that's something I'm looking forward in tonight's game. Ray, what you looking forward for tonight? Oh, for tonight, I think um, I think tonight's really going to be a lot about poise. And um, just keeping our composure. I think Phoenix is really going to come out at us 
way more aggressive than they have been. Um, and they've already been pretty aggressive, but I think in game four, the referees really let them, they kind of just let them play, you know, and there was, there was a lot of contact that was getting let go. And I think that if tonight's game is called the same way, they're going to try to capitalize on that. And so I think they're going to come at us hard. I think they're going to really try to provoke our guys and play with our emotions a lot. And we really have to just stay composed, keep our eyes on the prize and just focus on getting the ball in the basket and playing good defense. But um, it's, it's definitely a winnable game, uh, but I think it's going to be a hostile environment for sure. And, 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 yeah, I, I think to, to Terrell's point, I think, you know, the composure is going to be important and the officiating is going to be another part of the story mm -hmm. uh, because they obviously have seen how this goes. They see that there's a problem between these two players and these two players. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how are we going to get control of this game mm -hmm. early? So the, the Pelicans, as well as the Suns, they're going to have to, hey, let's see what the refs are calling mm -hmm. and let's play accordingly because – if you go out there and you're trying to rough a guy up, that, that could be an instant tech. We're going, hey, we're nipping this in the bud right now. Right now. And now mm -hmm. you're on pins and needles. You don't want to get early fouls, but you're going to see early how they're going to dictate the, the officials, how they're going to dictate how this game is going to be called. And, and the players have the quicker each team can figure that out, the better they will be in the long run. David, have we talked to your people? Have you talked to your people about getting Scott Foster on tonight's game or is it game? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather him home. The next three. Yeah. <laughs> the next three, huh? Yeah, the next three. You got some, string, you got some strings. Let's go. Come on, talk to, call your people. <laughs> That's right. So um, we, we witness um, the players excel in levels as rookies that um, normally takes years to develop. Um, we, we, we spoke about Jose. Uh, we see uh, Trey's um, becoming a little bit more familiar with where to find his spot at on the, on the court um, and, and, and executing on the defensive, defensive end as well. Um, a lot of the no talk is about Herb. And so Herb hasn't gotten the credit that I think he deserves as a rookie. So tonight we're going to be plugging this um, first team defense for 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 her tonight, but mm -hmm. we also want to to the word is Herb does not have a name, so we want to ask you guys a question. If you had to give Jose, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm saying Jose. Jose has Grand Theft Alvarado. There you go. Herb, right, right. Herb needs a nickname. What's the nickname you guys think we should be coming up with for for her? We got not on her. That's the slogan. <laughs> but what's the nickname we got to give him? What's his middle name again? I feel like 80s old middle name. When you throw out someone's middle name, you ain't playing, like, you're not playing, right? Like, that's, that's more like, we mean business. So yeah. when he refers to him by his full name, <laughs> Yeah, so, we've been doing that all season. His middle name is Keyshawn. Robert right. Keyshawn Jones, yeah. So I'm looking around my room for, like, a lock, right? I'm looking for locks and, like, brand names and locks, you know, because he got them all locked. I feel like I'm going to do something that way. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, I have one, but I don't know if I can, I can share it. On uh -oh. <laughs> so we're going to put that out there for the audience to come on in that, uh, <laughs> come on down in that comment section and, and give us, drop us some nicknames for her that y'all guys think that uh, we should, we should put out there in the atmosphere for him for right. the, to finish this season off and to start next season off. Like, so, comment, subscribe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you we gotta what? come up with us a good name. Like though, I like though his, his him and Jose. In fact, mm -hmm. our our friend Will Guillory has a great um, write up on this today about how Herb and Jose have not shied away yeah. from, right. 
from Chris mm-hmm. Paul and his, you know, he's, he's that traditional irritant that this, mm-hmm. you know, he tries to play those mind games. Well, they're playing them right back. You know what I mean? Right. Not, and so that, that's what Jose was referring to was, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not shying away from that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if anything, it's going to make him come harder. If Chris Paul thinks crying to the officials about like Jose Alvarado, not getting back on defense, when I believe David, the rule is as long as you are on the court of play, being on the, on the baseline, ready to sneak attack or back on D you can be anywhere you want. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you don't even have to be on the court of play. You can stand out of bounds if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, there's say, no reason that you can't stand out of bounds. That's very true. So, Jose, like, like Chris Paul, you know, it, it only it only fuels Jose. Y'all, I don't have to tell you guys that twice. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely, we we can see it. We we can see it from his interactions with them when they when they try to bring what they call a smoke to him. He put that flame <laughs> out quick, and he'd be ready for it. So, so David, you play with Chris Paul. Play against him. Against, against, right. That's what I'm to say. When I'm when I stand with in in, in the league. Right. Um you've had to defend him. Yeah. You you've you've you you you've seen his veteran tactics, I'm gonna say. This mm-hmm. uh this uh I saw his young tactics. Yeah. I saw his young tactics. Okay, yeah. yeah. The young Chris Paul when I played against him. So so compared to what you see now as to what you've seen then, how much of a different player is he? He's different in the sense that, and and most most NBA players, as they they go through, they learn how to conserve energy, how to stay away from things, how to navigate. You know, you've seen all the players, you've seen all the teams. You're more aware of you know the league and how how it runs. Um, so you take Chris Paul as a, a rookie or a second year guy, third year guy. That's that is quickness, um, his fastest, uh, his more determination to make a name. Um, and a lot of times, um, you know, he didn't really, I mean, he was a smart player, but he didn't know all the things he knows now. Now Mm -hmm. he has a full grasp of everything he wants to do. And if you'll notice how he, you know, first three quarters, he just kind of plots along, you know, seven, eight, nine points, maybe, you know, but his assist numbers are always good. And then he goes in the fourth quarter, y'all need me to score. I'm gonna go score. If Booker's on the floor, I'm going to get the ball to Booker. If Aiden's got it going, I'm going to get the ball to Aiden. He's one of those guys who settles everything down and says, we haven't scored for three possessions. I'm going to drop Aiden. We're going to put him in the block. We're going to get him the ball. We're going to run pick and roll, get the mismatch. He's playing more of those kind of games now and more of a – as a technician than he was as a young player when, you know, you're, you're strongest, you're fastest, you're doing all your thing. So mm-hmm. – I think that's how I've seen him change over the years. He's always been a tough competitor. He's always been smart. Uh, but I just think he's his knowledge of the game, uh, kind of on that LeBron level, where he he plots his way and figures his spots, and he makes the people around him better. I must agree. I, I must agree. Uh, I, I've always uh, loved CP3's skill set um, and his 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 play. Just not, just not for these next uh, three more games. Right. <laughs> so. How about him scoring a playoff career low uh, yeah. for, the, for the first time since he was a New Orleans Hornet? Yeah, scoring just four. And that those four, those four points came what in the first few minutes of the game, and then that was it for the rest of the game. Right? That's crazy. 
And and when you when you talk about his 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 games, first and third huge games mm-hmm. wins for wins for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Two and four, well, I mean he didn't. He, well, he had like fifteen and in, in two and four and in, in four. So mm-hmm. he, he's um, you know his production has gone down, but you know Father Tom has has something to say. Right, you don't have all that energy to be running up and down every <laughs> game. That's why Booker is so important to this team because. He uses all his young energy to right. the team, and then Chris Paul can pick his spots a little better. Yeah, I think I noticed people were bringing up Chris Paul were having those big games when he was coming in on multiple nights of rest. Like when he got mm-hmm. one night of rest, and then he come yeah. and play again. The legs, yeah. you know, like you said, father time is catching up with him a little bit. And it's crazy yeah. to me though that when he had those big four quarters, like you know, he's out there and he's playing however many minutes he's playing, but then all of a sudden for him to just be able to turn it on like that in the fourth, it's like. Man, but hey, I mean, I'm looking for another like four point uh, outing from him tonight. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we can get. I, I wouldn't say we're gonna get another four point outing from him because because of the type of player he is, yeah. it's gonna be very hard to try to contain him mm-hmm. that many times back to back and just get four points out of him. Definitely. What I do say is tonight the mission for Alvarado and and um, Jones will mm-hmm. be to to body him up as much as possible early mm-hmm. put put that body on him and and, and pick him up uh, jose 94 get him the entire game because if you yeah. wear him down he didn't got no legs in the fourth quarter if you if you body him up and so we saw that adjustment with coach green uh last game because me and you talked about that david uh allowing cp3 to have that much space and you know to be calm and precise in his and methodical in his motions mm-hmm. coming up coming up that court for three quarters he ain't doing nothing he ain't blowing no gas he ain't wasting no energy so mm-hmm. you know he pumped in the fourth quarter it's time to go get the win right, so right. um i think if if we stick to uh being the physical team that we were the, the other night um it bodes well for us um not so much as getting a win, but making sure we can try to get the win tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a couple of questions and, and then we're going to let y'all get on y'all way. Cause I know y'all got a long day ahead of y'all. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm excited to see the pregame. We're ready to party with y'all at eight. <laughs> Man. Okay. You know, I, I, we feel your presence when we're getting ready, you know, yeah. pregame party. We're ready. <laughs> That's right. Look, and, and Rail's going to be at that pregame party. I'm, me, other, yeah. I'm going I'm to be at the pregame party in spirit and truth. <laughs> uh, like we say in the Baptist community. <laughs> I'm hydrating now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at home uh, enjoying the, the, the theatrics from the, from the, the TV. Um, <laughs> but uh, we got a, a question that we want to pick back up from because we had a uh, time uh, delay, but this time we made sure we, we didn't get no time trouble this time. So mm-hmm. um, Tom, you got to be saying this name for me. Tom. Oh, Tom Bahama. That's Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Sean. I I, I want to try to say these people's Twitter's name. So, so I want him to say who it's coming from. I've been on him. I said, you need to change the name. Change it to Pelican Sean. Change it to right. yeah, Cincinnati you know. Sean. Anything but Tom Bahama. Anyway, right. go ahead. So, so uh, Tom <laughs> Bahama. Is 26. So I love it. That's my yeah. guy. That's my guy. That's my, my co-founder, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> So Tom Bahama 262, he had this question that we had broke off from um, in the in the previous episode. Uh, David, you've been a player, a broadcaster, a fan. What has been a difference in each role within this organization as well as within this city? Wow, I, I think the fan base has grown uh, from being a player to now a broadcaster. I, mm-hmm. I think it, it's grown um, as a player. 
you tend to almost be in this bubble. I think as a broadcaster, I've become more familiar with fans, more engaging with fans. Um, and, and, I've, and I've liked that aspect. You know, you get a lot of love in, in New Orleans, walking through the arena. Uh, another thing that I wasn't able to do as a player, I didn't just wander through hallways and uh, in the stands and, and things like that. Um, uh, you know, I, I think I've learned more about the city. Uh, you know, I, I've been doing this for 10 years and I was in New Orleans playing for two and a half years. So, you know, I, I, I you know, knowing, you know, just how people are in New Orleans I'm getting a better grasp of that over my time uh, in New Orleans. Um, the organization is different. Um, uh, the, the, you know, there's a lot more I've learned about the organization as a whole. Whereas when you're a player, you're pretty much blinders on, you got a job to do, you go play, you go work. Um, and now that you're in the organization, you're around some of the executives around how all this makes it, 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 it makes you change your thought process in, you know, how would I run this team? How would I run this organization? How would I do this? How would I do this differently? Whereas when you're a player and players are now more uh, involved and aware of those things than we were in the nineties mm -hmm. um, in early two thousands. Um, you know, I wasn't thinking, Oh, how would I do this all differently? I was just like, I got to go out here and play ball, keep my head down, uh, get to this next year kind of thing. So um, I think just being around the organization, being around the city has, has, you know, I realized the fan base and the love for this team and the love for um, the city of New Orleans, the resilience in the city of New Orleans. I think those are the kind of things that have changed and evolved as I've, I've been there longer. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so are you, you would say something real? Mm -mm, I was giggling. Oh, okay. just, I'm oh. so giddy, you know? <laughs> You know, I, I kid you not, like, listen, and I, and I said this the last time, so so I've been talking to David for a couple of seasons now, and I kid y'all not, like, I was giddy as hell when we first started talking. I was like, yo, <laughs> he friendly. I, I went back and I, I kid you not, I took a picture. I took a picture. Yeah, look, I kid you not, because you, you, you talk to some of the players and, you know, you get a cold shoulder sometimes. Yeah, it's a little dry. Uh, you know, it's a little dry. And so... And, and so when I, when I, I think when I first met David, I asked for a picture and he, he got up and he took the picture and uh, I sent it to my brother and my brother knew exactly who you were. Cause I told you, we watched you sitting courtside and it was his right. first courtside game. And he was like, yo, that's David. And it was like, oh, you in there meeting everybody. And I was like, yo, he cool. Yo, he real cool. So I always still get, look, I get real giddy talking to David because it's, you know, it's, it's awesome to, to, it is. you know, you meet, you meet the people you watched on TV growing yeah. up watching them okay. and not everybody is the the fan favorite but not everybody is fan friendly mm -hmm. and so so it, it's it's awesome to have that kind of experience with with uh guys like david and and you as well aaron aaron gave me a hug when i first <laughs> met her uh, like look it was a good old church hug like we had man Look, like we haven't seen each other since COVID, you know? Um, and, and I really appreciate it. I'm sorry you know? about that too. No, no, no. It, I'm a hugger, I'm like, bring it in, come on. It was totally fine with me. I really appreciate it. You know, like I said, you, you when, I, when I talk about you guys in the spaces and, and, and making sure you guys are retained as mm -hmm. our analysts and, and, and on our broadcast 
um, you know, for our, our Pelicans, mm -hmm. it's important because you don't get that with everybody to get people who want to be here and want to be a part of this organization and this fan base in this city. It is so crucial to the development of a fan base that people don't really recognize exactly how important that is and key to success. Mm -hmm. Because if you get people who cold shoulder all the time, you're like, golly, man, none of them, they can't be happy doing what they're doing. Right. You know, so so it's, it's it's an awesome experience to get that from you guys. And we really appreciate it as as fans. Well, I want to I want to I want to thank you guys, because I will, I will tell you, someone actually asked me on a radio show yesterday um, how I would compare this playoff atmosphere to that of 2018. Mm -hmm. Portland, which was off. I mean, that was a day I'll never forget. Right. For sure. And I think before this past weekend. I, my answer to that question was, well, it's like a 1A, 1B sort of thing. It's hard to compare to totally different teams, to totally different cultures, mm -hmm. journeys, what if. I can confidently sit here today and tell you after this past weekend, and especially Sunday night, <laughs> my, in my nine seasons covering this team, I have never experienced a fan base that's not just as loud as the one <laughs> we felt the other night, but that has truly 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 and i and i mean this this is genuine that is truly embraced this team from top to bottom i mean i'm talking every contributor mm -hmm. i mean like if tony snell hits the floor y'all are cheering for him as hard as you are brandon ingram like that's, tony snellican saying, <laughs> saying something about y'all like that is like and and i told you guys this before we hopped on the podcast you guys have through this journey created this hell's 12 community and you have welcomed anyone and everyone that wants to join with open arms yeah. and, and you've created that welcome feel that, 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 that is new Orleans, right? Yeah. Like that's right. Right. Um, but you've created that for so many that maybe never had that sort of like fanship and community and, mm -hmm. and you guys have built that. And, um, I think that's what sets this year apart. Yeah. I think one and thing we just want to put it out to people. <laughs> the ladder still has space. <laughs> and wagon still has space. You can jump on it before seven o'clock tonight and still root for the Pelicans. You know so, something uh, I found funny this season, like over the last like week or two, people like people I typically talk to have been texting me and asking me, like, hey, like, how do you feel about all these new fans since you know you've been there this whole time? And I'm like, well, am I the Pelicans police? Like, I don't let some people do what they want to do. If I, right, I'm the, I'm the screen name police, right? But I'm like, if they want to cheer for the team, they can cheer for the team. There's, there's more than enough room for everybody. I think my only thing is don't act like you've been here the whole time. It's okay to be new. It's perfectly fine to be new. That's right. Don't That's act right. like you was in the trenches with go. us just the there other day. You go. <laughs> and, 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 and I think I think my my, my podcast partner <laughs> is, is being a little nice. But, but uh, hey. I like to be a little bit uh, spicy and saucy with my. That's why we compliment each other. We fire I'm, and ice. I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say a few names of some of these. Uh, 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 yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just drop the, just a few. I'm gonna say, I'm and I'm, I'm not gonna say a specific name in general. Okay, I'm gonna okay, say okay. the, the, the channels. Okay. These at ESPN guys. Oh. These at uh, Fox Sports. Uh, sometimes in the morning. I know I'm taking a little dip. Wow. But um, you have some of these guys who have not been willing to come off of it and give the Pelicans their just due for where mm -hmm. they are in this season at this point and at this juncture. And Coach Green has put them in 
a position to be a winning team, not just this season, but for years to come. And if this team can continue to grow and uh, develop that continuity, um, um, continue to work with each other during the offseason for a little while, they can be a team with force in the Western Conference for years mm-hmm. to come because we're still missing a big guy. We're still missing a big guy. And, and man, when we put that whole thing together, I think Aaron said uh, on a podcast that I was listening to you guys preseason, you said something about the crock pot. So if we can put all, all the food in the crock pot. It's always food for me. If we can put all the food in the crock pot, we're going to be cooking some good gumbo next year. And, 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 and it's going to be New Orleans style, real spicy, real hot. <laughs> and real flavorful. So um, I'm, I mean, I'm excited about the, the the future of this team, and I'm still excited about where we still have to go with this series because I do think it's very winnable for us if we maintain poise, uh, play with intensity, mm-hmm. play with intention, uh, be be uh, decisive in our emotions on the court, um, and and share that basketball and, and no turnovers. I know they come; they're part of the game. Mm-hmm. But if you can l- limit and minimize how many. This team is hard to beat when the assist to turnover ratio is more assists than turnovers. Mm-hmm. So um, now if David um, Wesley comes out of retirement, how does that change? How does that <laughs> man? I told him I was gonna buy a pair of shorts in, in Jersey for him in the beginning of the season when we were one and twelve. I, I thought might have need a, just a little bit of veteran, but we we, we got Garrett out there. Come on, Dino. Come Come but but I told him I was I was about this close. I bring I the said, team hey, down. Way no, down. No, 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 let me tell you something. <laughs> David wife. said he had what five minutes? Five, maybe, <laughs> maybe. That's a da- that's a good down and back. <laughs> I have this very specific memory of David playing for the Hornets, and there was a game. I don't know why I want to say it was against the Sixers. I'm not sure who it was with, but you had kind of like an off night. Like it wasn't a whole lot going on, and it was like getting down to the wire. And I want to say like BD had went up for like a game winner, and he missed it, and the ball bounced off. It bounced to you in one bounce, and you just tossed it up, and it went in. And you went in, and I was like, every time I, I see that. you, every time I see you, I it think was the Sixers, by the way. It was the okay. And <laughs> I remember that game. I remember that, and you know what? Um, so I was watching. Um, so so after the game the other night on uh, TNT, they have uh, this show that comes on with some of the players who are in the uh, G League who are currently now NBA players. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of them guys were in there and they showed a, a film of uh, David Wesley and um, I want to say that was Baron Davis, the dunk contest where you assisted in the dunk contest. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I was like, man, look at David down there doing a, a sitting now. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I did go to the military, so I didn't get to really, you know, you know, be an active duty, didn't get to really mm-hmm. see everything during the seasons. But I didn't, that was some new footage to me. I didn't know you was part of the, the dunk contest. So, so <laughs> I, I just want to put that out there for the people who don't be knowing uh, much of this, this, this accolades that David has. He may not have participated in dunk. But right. he was a participant in a dunk contest. <laughs> he was in the so, three-point shooting contest as well. What year was that? Hey, same year. I think it was the same year, 2003. Yeah, hmm. see, see, see. And, and so, uh, yeah, and I was, I, I actually had went active duty in 2003. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Atlanta. I went in 2000. I went in 2000. In hmm. three, I think I was getting ready to go to Italy. 
Okay. I was doing some kind of training. So uh, yeah, anyways, but uh, <laughs> I don't talk about too much of that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I was watching that clip and I was like, man, look up. And, and, and Baron Davis had a good uh, assist from you on that dunk. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, shout out to him. He did have some good height, some, some good hops. Yeah. Oh, I think um, Superman, a little, little man, what the name was, but, won that dunk contest that year. Oh, I don't know. Shortstop. He used to be really short and uh Muggsy wasn't in the no 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 wasn't Muggsy it was um man I'm, it's yeah, I don't know why I was thinking Spud Webb but yeah that was after Spud what year was that do you remember 2003 yeah uh, but but I was watching those highlights and, and so I just wanted to bring it up, Ben. I didn't know you had uh, uh, you know some assistant in the dunk contest. And uh, yeah, you know it was fun. Um, and Jason Richardson you know, at, the, at the time you had to have a teammate involved, mm-hmm. um, and we thought about it. And um, you know it's funny. Just probably a few months ago, um, uh, my stepmom sent me the dunk, uh, the three-point contest oh. and the dunk contest. And I was like, man, I haven't even thought about this in years. <laughs> kind of up. I said it to my kids. So it was a, it was a good time. <laughs> That's good. You know what? I'm glad y'all hyped D-Dub up because he is way too modest. Can you <laughs> agree on that? Like, you know, and, and, and we was talking about that. We was talking about that the last uh, time, you know, uh-huh. um, about giving him his flowers because he's had an awesome NBA career. And just because, you know, we have we have guys who we, we deem and label as superstars don't mean we don't have superstars amongst us on the bench that ain't named superstars. Mm-hmm. Role players are stars, too, because the two superstars on the team can't play five on five. Thanks. It's yep. team ball. Yep. And, and, and last time I checked, the NBA rosters are now constructed of 15 players. Yeah. Plus two. Uh, so so so. If you say you got two stars and you got 12 players, well, you still have 12 stars as well. Mm-hmm. They just may not be given the same limelight as the quote superstar, but they are stars in their own rights because of what they contribute to winning basketball on those teams. You yeah. can't win a basketball by passing it to yourself. Look, it, well, and if you could, I mean, that'd be that would be one heck of a career. But I thought uh, in a movie once. <laughs> but look, look, look who helped. Hold Chris Paul to a playoff career low the other night, a role player, an undrafted DNP that had the entire playoff arena chanting his name the other night. And Jose Alvarado, I'll tell you, multiple times. Jose looks at David as a poster boy, so to speak. (laughs) He's looking at him thinking, You went undrafted and you. You had a 14-year career? Mm-hmm. Where do I start on that? How do I do that? How do, how do I get there? Like, David is like that. Like, he is that model for a lot of these undrafted rookies. Or not even just undrafted, but just underrated rookies. Like, mm-hmm. how did you get from there to a 14? You had to – David always found an edge. It was like a chess match. Once they figured it out, he found something else. But I don't think anyone could guard that uh, – what, what was it? Off the – it was on the right corner there. No one could guard that. Was it a three? That, that right corner three, that, that right corner three was lethal back in the day. I, that's why I said we can get, look when we were one and twelve. I told David I was gonna get him some shorts because we need at least one or two of them right corner threes. Please. Two of them would have got us in. Two of them would have got us a couple of games. I, if I could stand there and not move, I'm good. Yeah, right. It's a running <laughs> and three and D. Three and D. That's what they call it now. Three and D. I'm be, I'm be three and, and stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
three and done. <laughs> My September <laughs> um, business. Yeah. So, so I got a few more questions for you guys, and then I'm gonna go ahead on and let you guys go. Uh, so we got um, somebody asks, do you have and and this is uh, BT B Tahada one. Do okay. you have a pre-taping routine to get in the zone? And I know David, you you probably gonna tell us you you don't got none because you don't do superstitions. And anybody <laughs> who listened to the first episode mm-hmm. knows that David doesn't David does not have routines or well he does not have superstitions, <laughs> but he does have some routines. Correct. So, so do you have a routine for pre-game and post-game, David? Pre-taping, yeah. I I I don't not not near as routine as I was as a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, player, I was you know things went pretty much to almost timed out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this, you know, just kind of, you know, how the day flows, you know, I got more responsibilities now, you know, I know, my kids aren't babies anymore, but you know, I got, you know, I deal with, you know, game day, I may take my son to school and be picking him up at three o'clock. So um, I just never know what the day is going to possess. And I don't have any pre routines. I show up ready to go. And then I let Aaron set me up so I can look good. Hey. He's like, <laughs> to, quote, to quote his idol, Michael Scott of The Office, he's not, oh my he's God. not superstitious. He's just a little stitches. A little <laughs> so, nice. Aaron, what about you? You got any uh, pre, uh, pre-game, post-game uh, uh, routines that you have? I think we can all agree. I, are we all not playing the Willie Green fourth quarter timeout speech from the playing game? I'm <laughs> <laughs> literally like, I got that on replay to the gym. I got it all the way to the studio. I got it like before I'm going to sleep Amazing. at night so I can dream about it. Like, no. You got a fight, Aaron. No. That moment, I was just, I was telling, uh, I was telling someone this the other day because they were like, you know, I, they were asking, oh yeah, I hear they're like replaying that throughout there. I said, I will tell you in that moment live, when I watched that, mm-hmm. I was moved to emotion. Like I was oh. moved to like, I was right. kind of, I was kind of looked like allergies were, you know, I was like, you know, who cut the, who cut the onions? The ducks in the room, the onions, they were, you know, they were in full force, but it was, it, it hit me so hard. It's like a foot, it like hit right here in the heart. Like, yeah. it, mm-hmm. like it hit different. And, and to David's, we talked about it on the next show. David said, you know, when you have a coach that doesn't often show that sort of emotion, yeah. when he does, you listen and it mm-hmm. hits differently. And it did that night. And it was just another side of Willie I'd never seen, but um, it was so genuine. And I cannot, I cannot give him enough flowers on the yeah. way he has um, rallied this team and created this chemistry and this culture. And I mean, he's, he's a leader and these guys are ready to follow. And I can't think of a better guy to lead them. You know what I mean? Yeah, ready to run through a wall for that guy. Okay, <laughs> okay. I, I was gonna buy two pairs of shorts at one time. I, I think I told David I had about a good five minutes too. Uh, you know, uh, but listen, we love this team and 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 we love the direction that it's in. I know when we started the season out, it was rough. Um, nobody expected us to be here, including probably all of us sitting here. Um, starting at one and twelve, and then three and sixteen. Um, it it was a bumpy road, a, a challenging season. Nonetheless, one that's become a very successful season because here we are doing things that um, I think uh, when when uh, I was listening to you guys uh, podcast preseason, um, the the goal was to to grow and get to a point where this team is 
uh, fundamentally sound on the basketball court as well as in the locker room and can be a winning team. And we're seeing that steadily, you know, the progress is steady going higher and higher and higher. And the guys are accomplishing something that will be very beneficial getting all of this playoff experience in uh, right now. So um, listening to you guys podcast with, I think that was uh, Daniel Salison preseason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys gave some points on where the team could go uh, preseason. So, so I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to, 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 and maybe you don't remember those points, but look at where we've come from and where you think we still can get to the duration of this season and the beginning of next season. Mm-hmm. So if I had to think about where we were preseason, it was a lot of unknown, mm-hmm. unproven entities that were going to have to be a part of this team. Um, you know, Zion, what was going to be his uh, next step? Um, And then, of course, early on, you find out, okay, no Zion. Um, You bring in a lot of new guys. You got some draft picks. You know, we we talk all the time about the rookies that are now big contributors. Mm -hmm. Jose Alvarado wasn't even a thought in the early season. Um, You know, you bring in Garrett Temple. What's going to be his contribution, Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, we, we know what he can do, but how does he fit? Mm-hmm. We marveled at how well he's going to stretch the floor, floor so Zion mm-hmm. and B.I. had, you know, ways to operate. And then you start the season, no Zion. You just have B.I. and, and Jonas out there. How are they going to be a tandem? Uh, Devontae Graham, whoa, what's going on? We know Josh Hart was going to be Josh Hart. Right. How does he, you know, how does he get in the mix? Nikhil taking that next step. Then you go all the way up to the, you know, you start the season poorly mm-hmm. and now you're starting to doubt. All right, where are we going from here? We got to develop guys. We're counting on people that, you know, maybe playing too much and not playing in the right system. How does Willie fix this? How does Willie continue to keep their, his voice and their ear to where he can lead this team? Amazing job, by the way. <laughs> then you get to the all-star break, you make the trade, you know, you, you lose in the kill, you lose Josh Hart, uh, two guys that, you know, we were big on. You bring in Larry Nance Jr., you bring in um, uh, CJ um, and Snellican. Snellican. Snellican, Snellican. gets in. So, you know, you, you bring in these guys and, and then all of a sudden you get another sense of, Okay, now you got this other score that can can do some things. You don't know what Larry Nance is going to bring, but you know he can play. He gets healthy. He starts showing his basketball IQ and his ability to to guard and and, and talk on defense. Now you start thinking back to Zion. Okay, Mm -hmm. throw him in this mix. This could have a very interesting uh, thing. Now you start talking about playoffs playing. Why would you want to make the plan? Why would you want to make the playoffs? You, you're going to be the eighth seed to the one seed. What, you know, we might as well, you know, stay in the lottery. No, you get these young boys an opportunity to see what it's like. You get these, mm-hmm. and, and, and every team will say, when you get to the playoff, anything can happen. Well, anything could happen. The Pelicans have a great opportunity with an injury to, to, to Booker to move to that next round. Yeah. Again, more experience. Um, the, the accolades, 
that'll bring back the hunger. So now you're going into the offseason, either out in the first round or out in the second round or wherever you end up. And now you have that hunger to get back and do better. So mm -hmm. you throw Zion back in the, in the mix for next year. I mean, now, now you're not looking at playing. Now you want, now you're looking at sixth, fifth, mm -hmm. fourth in the conference uh, with a better opportunity to advance. Yes. I think my prediction early on was fifth or sixth seed. I think um, way back in like May. I was like, this is what they're going to do this season. Uh, I guess I was just off by season. I, think <laughs> I was off by a little bit. I'm very, I'm very pleased with how it's going. I have optimism, though, Ralph. We need that. We need that. And, and then, the other day, five, I was on the news. Uh, I was like, oh, five. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and listen, we need that. We need that with our team. We yeah. need that with our fan base, you know, because That's listen, fair. guys feed off of energy. You know, I played basketball and I, I didn't get to play on, on the elite scales that most mm -hmm. people have uh, in the league and, and David um, and, and and shout out to Swing Cash. Uh, I yeah. always have shout her out. Uh, my favorite uh, WNBA uh, player. So Swing, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast one day um, sharing that that success that you've had um, from from college all the way up to the front office so, yeah. so shout out to swin let's get swin but, and um, together let's just make it a party yeah <laughs> yeah you know hey talk you about know. Talk, david talk about us getting wally i was available what do you mean i'm wally Pip? <laughs> that would be a blast we're gonna make that happen Yes. Yeah, we're definitely going to, you know, try to get get that. But look, um, so, um, you know, uh, we love talking to y'all and, and I've enjoyed it. Um, I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Um, look, uh, to the people who listening, we have awesome um, representatives in the media for us that that aren't always tweeting a tweet. Mm -hmm. You can catch these guys on Bally Sports uh, an hour before the game. At least that's what it shows up on my direct TV. <laughs> um, and, and you can catch them directly after the game on Bally Sports. Man, a lot of us don't get to watch our team on the actual channel because we live in, in different cities, different yeah. states. And, you know, it's all chopped up and we're not going to go there on Bally, but uh, we're going to fix that. <laughs> we're going to put that in the press. Yeah, but, um, send it up. <laughs> Y'all, catch them, support them watch the show it's very informative uh you got uh erin with her her broadcast uh journalism degree helping david wesley keep it uh, uh as <laughs> modest as possible <laughs> and you got david bringing all that basketball yeah, experience he's around. He's trying to keep and and, and, they, oh, and they, okay. gel, they gel well y'all they gel well it's an <laughs> awesome show to watch i really encourage y'all to take that time to watch the pregame and, and, and David sometimes does the, the halftime uh, uh, coach uh, interview. So so y'all see him at halftime. So show up and, and, and watch him pregame and postgame and support um, our, our staff, our people, and, and, and give them y'all views. Um, thank y'all so much for being on this podcast with us. Um, go Pelicans. Um, yeah. I, I'm confident tonight we're going in, into Phoenix. And, and 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 do a full eclipse tonight. Um, it's gonna be a moon tonight. It won't be no suns tonight. Um, let's hey, go, hey, listen, listen, I hear David had Larry Nance behind his shoulder eating his bowl of cereal this morning. Tell him he's the man. You the man. You the man. Hey, you are the man. That's wow. right. You know. 
We are ready and we we love y'all. We cannot wait to see you tonight at eight o'clock. Yes. <laughs> y'all be there. I'll be watching. I suggest you tune in. It's always a good thing to see. And on that note, uh, we appreciate y'all. Thank you once again, Aaron Hardigan and David Wesley for showing up to the Rocky and Rail podcast. Um, it's been awesome uh, interviewing you guys and chatting with you guys and getting to know you all better. And make sure blessed. you guys support this at this podcast and, and watch. <laughs> get your subscriptions. However this thing works, hey, give yes. them love. David's about to go Don, hey, David's about to go Don King with this thing. We're about to <laughs> That's right. Like, yeah, we're only in America. We're about to promote the heck out of it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I grow my hair back then. And, and we might be able to get David Wesley to tweet out the uh, 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 shout out on on uh Twitter maybe maybe yeah, yeah, <laughs> he ain't a Twitter person so y'all don't be tweeting David we're West because he ain't a Twitter I'm working on it that's where all the work that's where your but, uh, is. Uh, you can you guys can also uh Aaron what's your what's your uh Twitter so they can follow you at on your Twitter uh I'm Aaron Hardigan only because there's another Aaron Hardigan that stole my handle and she gets wow. to write about she gets to write about food for a living so I am oh. a little envious but I'm Aaron Hardigan mm. Y'all got to link up okay, to y'all so you guys, <laughs> Right. <laughs> so you guys can follow at um, Aaron Hardigan at I'm Aaron Hardigan mm -hmm. at uh, Twitter handle. Um, David is Senior David Wesley. It's a number on there, right? Four. Four. It's number four. four, but I, I think, don't know. I think it's four. Hey. Um, I'm like, I got to look it up. expecting David to be tweeting y'all back. I'm just letting y'all know he ain't a Twitterer. Hey, hey, so, David, uh, David West is the Joel Embiid of Twitter. It's a problem. There you go. So, so, and y'all heard it here first. So, so uh, uh, y'all go like, share, um, comment, uh, you know, let us know how y'all, you know, feel about the, the podcast. We appreciate y'all for watching. Y'all be blessed. I'll be watching you guys at eight o'clock. Y'all have a great call tonight. Um, let's go, Pelicans. Let's, let's go. go. Pels and six. Pels and six. <laughs> Pels and six. <laughs> there we go. Y'all take care. All right.